My life is in chaos right now. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, the show by two guys for everyone trying to make it into the playoffs and then win your championship. I am your co-host Alex K and to my right it's J Mac. There he is, J Mac or Jamal as he was called earlier in our season. Yeah, uh, it's interchangeable at this point. It was week 14 and hopefully you were in the playoffs and you made it through and if not, maybe uh that's not a bad thing for someone that you know and we'll talk about that a little later. Before we get into that, I wanted to know what are some of your goals in life? What do you what do you think about uh trying to be when you grow up? World domination. I want to meet I want to meet certain people. Like I would like to meet cartoon characters in real life. I, I'm pretty much a cartoon character. I mean, as much of as you can get. You are, Alex. You are definitely checking that uh, off my bucket list. So I, I that one is achieved. So thank you for being a friend in my life and uh, being the cartoon that you are. Thank you. That's actually one of my goals is I, uh, I aim to please. I try to make people smile. Uh, I'd love to be in movies. I'd love to do animation. Uh, I'd love to do that. That's a that's a great goal of mine. I, uh, um, Alex, well, you do that very much every time I talk to you, whether it be through this podcast, in person, or through the Discord. Uh, you're always making me smile. <laughs> so you're you're hitting your life goals. Yeah, and I, I agree. Making a nice living from our creative endeavors and well as well would be a, a huge life goal. So uh, we're trying to make it work here and amongst the many other uh, projects that you and I both have in the it works. Sure. And sometimes it's hard, but you have to keep powering through, even though you don't know whether or not you're going to win in the end of the day. Oh, absolutely, man. Boy, is that a uh, is that a metaphor for fantasy football or what? Sure is. That'll bring us into our fantasy talk. Like, do you follow the scores in the games this week uh, during your first bye week? Like, do you watch any games? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not a bye week. I'm just done. I'm, I'm seasons over. Uh, I did not watch that many games. I watched my Eagles. That was about it. I tried to, I was a little bit more tuned in what was going on around the league. Cause I was able to actually sit down and watch the Eagles game, which I'm not always able to do, uh, anymore. Sure. Uh, my life is sometimes in chaos with a toddler running around. So, uh, I only get small slivers to kind of focus in on the game. Uh, but I was a little bit better this week. Uh, the Eagles were playing well, so I made it a, an attempt to uh, actually watch it more and got a little flavor of what was going on around, on around the NFL. So you saw one game, essentially. You saw one game. Essentially, yes. That That is where I'm at right now. And this is why fantasy football works for me, because I can just check in anytime on the phone and just see what's happening live through the app, whereas opposed to actually sitting and watching the games, which is what you do a lot, it seems. Uh, and you are in the playoffs and I am not. So maybe that is uh, part of my flaws in my system. Right. I work real hard every single year to try to make it into that first and second place spot so I can get my buy. Uh, and how that worked out for me, I told myself, I gave myself the advice, don't sleep on week 14. Uh, you got to make sure you stay in the game. And so what did I do? I, uh, didn't pick anybody up off the waiver wire. I, you saw one more game than I did this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't follow my own advice. Uh, you know, 
It was a point of contention last year for Alex, and he was going to try to do better. But uh, those bye weeks, man, it's a long season, man. They're they're so yeah. enticing to just sit around and do nothing. I actually decorated the Christmas tree. We put some extra lights on there. We made some gingerbread cookies. Like, yeah, we had some we had some family time. We didn't watch any football at all. You know uh, that I, I will say. <laughs> I'm disappointed not in the playoffs for sure, but there is a special kind of burden that is lifted from not having to worry about fantasy football and setting yeah. my roster and doing the last minute tweaks and going, crap, I should have been more, you know, on the waiver wire and being mad at myself and then making bad moves and all that stress and uh, throughout the day. So that is the one benefit of it. Uh, and it's so much like real sports too, where, man, I, I really don't like when my team doesn't make the playoffs, but when I watch other teams in the playoffs, the stress factor especially in certain sports like baseball when you're like, oh my God, I remember the stress factor this kind sure. of game would be, but I'm not there and I can just kind of watch it and enjoy it just for what it is. And that's kind of where I'm at now. It really does. It takes that anxiety feeling away from, from what you were uh, dealing with before. And uh, you know who gets a lot of anxiety? Quarterbacks usually oh. when they're uh, trying not to get sacked, which brings us into our top five quarterbacks of the week. And since I have no idea who played this week, you might as well start us off. All right. Starting off with a quarterback at number five, we have Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders coming in with 25.84 points, 316 yards and two touchdowns. That's going to help two, two uh, interceptions as well, though, kind of pulled it down. Also a rushing TD. So I can see how he got those points, but could have been a little higher uh, coming in at number four. I think this, this is his first. First top five appearance. I'll let you say it. Who is it? To a tug of Iloa. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right, Alex. Thanks for showing me that way. He had 28 points, uh, 316 yards, two touchdowns, only one interception. So that's how he kind of squeaked by there uh, over Derek Carr. Coming in number three as a mainstay in the top five is Aaron Rodgers, although I think it's been a few weeks. Uh, coming in with 30 points, 290 yards, three touchdowns, and then a rushing one. So four touchdowns is definitely going to put you up there. Coming in at number two, and Actually, I'll just preface this. The number one, two, they played tonight. They went, they were in a shootout. Uh, coming in number two is Baker Mayfield, 31 points, uh, 343 yards, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. But he was outdone by the man he faced on the other side, and that was Lamar Jackson coming in with 34.88 points, only 162 yards passing, but he did have 124 yards rushing, two rushing TDs, and one passing TD. So adding them all up uh, gives him 34-plus points. So uh, a bit of a barn burner tonight uh, between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens squeaked by 47-42, to so they were kind of going tit-for-tat there. But Baker Mayfield still 40 only 41 percent rostered uh on our waiver wire uh, which is becoming a surprise because he's been turning it on but there's just still not many believers in baker mayfield is, is now the time you pull that trigger on a waiver wire quarterback <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh yeah I, that that's a tough one for many because he was just nobody believed in him at all and so i mean where was lamar jackson that, all year we don't we don't want a uh nick Foles uh debacle this time <laughs> this is exactly what i'm saying that was that was my point that was right. exactly well, my yes, point. Yes, we all remember that fondly now. Stick with your starters. You don't want to go with some guy off the waiver wire to blow it up for you. You got to stick with your starters. That's one of the strategies. Yeah. Uh, I do want to just give honorable mention to Drew Locke and Mitchell Trubesky, who both uh, they had 25 and 24 points, kind of just missing the cusp of the top five there. So uh, Mitchell Trubesky, uh, he coming alive there with Chicago. I know they had a pretty good game this week. And Drew Locke, uh, Denver Broncos, when they have actually have a quarterback in there, guess who? They could actually throw the ball. 
Man, I told you, Drew Locke, I, that, that kid has been on my radar every single time we've talked about waiver wire pickups. So yeah, he's still out there, still only there. 11% rostered. So, but again, at this time of the season, it's hard to kind of pull the trigger on these guys. Nah, I wouldn't, but I would write him down for next year. Uh, let's bring us to the tight ends. Top five tight ends. Number five coming in, Robert Tanyan, uh, Green Bay Packers, TJ Hawkinson, number four. Those two are separated by 12 points and 13 points. Irv Smith Jr., Minnesota Vikings with 14 points. Ooh. Mike Jacecki, Miami, 21 points. Yeah, right. And my man, Travis Kelsey, with 23.6 points, 100% roster. Uh, Travis Kelsey. So I, I just want to know at the end of the season, I we're going to look at the overall stats and stuff, but I am also curious of just how many number one finishes did he have throughout the week because I – Second half of the season, it seems like that's all he keeps hitting up there almost every week or every other week he's the number one. That sounds like a great thing to pencil in for next week just to make sure we show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you got to have more faith in yourself, man. You got to have faith that you're going to win, that we have something to talk it's, about. It's not that. I just know myself well enough to know how I, I grieve. And we, it may be a Tuesday recorded show and not a Monday. We're all right. We have to set up the outline ahead of time. Yeah. So Alex knows we have to hold him. <laughs> that's to it. it. That's it. That's, that's the whole point. Let's, right. let's talk right. about right. defenses. Well, <laughs> yeah. So Alex, you got to be defensive this week and uh, coming in at number five, we have the Chicago bears making, I think maybe their first top five appearance, but uh, right? 17 points since 86, since 86. That's right, man. Wow. 17 points for the Chicago bears, kind of a complete game for them, both offensively and defensively. So uh, the rare complete game for the Chicago bears coming in at number four, we have the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. I think it's only their second appearance up here. Usually the last time though, they were playing uh, the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and they were that was the only reason why. So, uh, coming in at number three, we have the Arizona Cardinals coming in with 18 points as well. Uh, next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams coming in with 21 points. That's a nice game. What did they have? They had uh, they had one interception, they had six sacks, and a TD return as well. Uh, the Washington defense comes in at number one. This Washington defense, man, <laughs> they keep popping up all at these random times. <laughs> I had them on my team at some point, but they were trash for like yeah, 10 weeks yeah, in a row. I know. Uh, so they came in with 23 points, four sacks, interception, and two touchdown returns. So that's going to get them to that 23 points. But, you know, there's plenty of defenses. I feel like uh, they're sort of like the kickers where a lot of the times only a certain amount of percentage separates them, except if you're Pittsburgh, who's been the only one with steady ones, but not this week, not this week. All right, Alex, uh, if there's nothing else on the defense, let's move into our current events. So I wanted to start this one off and just say it hurts so good to be an Eagles fan this week. Uh, <laughs> how long How long did you work on that one? Oh, man. I want to know. <laughs> I just like current events. What can I do? The Eagles won. All right, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it took about all of two gotcha. seconds. It shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex, I'm trying to keep up. I, I got to throw in them in there once in a while. So here we go. I like it. I like it. All right, just a little bit on this, though. Eagles did beat the Saints, which was a big surprise and I think did probably not help some people, helped others. Uh, Hurts will get the nod again next week. The question I bring this up is just, do you think the Eagles can continue this role, at least relying on the rushing? Because Miles Sanders had a huge game, which helped not you this week because you're on a bye, but overall you got to be a little more hopeful that this is a trend that the Eagles will continue on. Yeah, man, because, again, Miles Sanders was one of those ones that really hurt. Uh, his stock got hurt with Wentz not playing very well. Really kind of made me 
have that sort of uh, drafter's remorse. For sure. But hopefully this is a turning of the strategy here. And also they have somebody who's keeping the defense a little more honest, I think, with this quarterback because he can run as well. He also had over 100 yards. And maybe there you'll start seeing some stuff clicking better there, even with the Eagles' other skilled players as well. Moving on, uh, the Jags are going to start Minshew this next coming week. Uh, so overall, do you think this is some upside for somebody like Chark or any of the other wide receivers on Jacksonville? Chark has been the epitome of boomer bust for me this year where he's either like 20 points or he's four points. So we'll talk, we'll talk about him. If he's down at like your fourth spot, maybe, you know, the flex spot, it's not as bad of a thing to happen. I know in the playoffs though, all this stuff gets magnified so we can talk about it. Um, Coming up, uh, Debo Samuel is likely done for the season for the 49ers. So Debo Samuel owners, not great. Other uh, Brandon Caillou owners, that's probably a good thing for them. He threw up another great game this week for me, even though I was not playing. And so there's always ramifications there. But man, there's brutally, brutally taken by the injury bug. Did you look at that? Did you see how many points you got in comparison to... Uh, oh, you would have, you would have beaten Tyler. Definitely. He I, didn't even, yeah, I gotcha. but I, but yes, I did. I was just going to bring it up in a little bit of this, you know, the, our pseudo recap uh, here. I, I did actually look at that because I, I just want to out of curiosity. So we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Is there any other injuries or updates that I might've missed that you heard of Alex? I, uh, cannot say that i heard of any injuries all right wonderful then we can move on and get back into the final interesting positions of the week and alex why don't you take us through the wide receivers i I would love to yeah yeah. absolutely um basically what i'm seeing here i'm gonna do like a top eight because they're all separated by four points um from 20 points to 24 points. So I'm not going to call them out, but essentially just go up by 0.5. Uh, so AJ Brown, Devonte Adams, KJ Hamler. Who? <laughs> That's a second who of the week. <laughs> and for the, that helps no one in this category. <laughs> 3%. AJ Hamler, uh, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson wasn't playing for me, but that's great. T.Y. Hilton, second week in a row doing T.Y. Hilton old things. Wonder what's going on there. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Also, number one, ah, man, he's booming again. Tyreek Hill with 24 points. Man, he's hitting at the right time for some of these fantasy owners. It's always a question, though, is he going to continue to hit? This is this feels like rarefied air for Hill to be uh, this this consistent like this. Um, yeah, T.Y. Hilton, uh, he got the bulk of those uh, throws because I had Michael Pittman, and he got only like five points or something. So clearly, T.Y. Hilton was a favorite this week. Uh, Allen Robinson, do you think that's what do you th- do you think that's going to be more consistent again? Do you think he'll put up this for the rest of the season? Do you think they're it, Trubisky's the quarterback, right? So that's the idea. I mean, they were one and two to each other. Yeah. Okay. So they were like a favorite target. So as long as Trubetsky's in there, Alan Robinson is definitely a, uh, a high ceiling. So hopefully for you, Trubetsky continues to lead the lead for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah. Everything else seems pretty normal though. I mean, like everybody who's up here is a lot of the heavy hitters though. So hopefully we'll see if this will continue on going into the uh, next two rounds of the playoffs. Yeah. Let's, uh, Let's talk about our running backs. One of the most. Imp- Do you want to talk about the running I backs? Think so. All right. I think I think we can talk about some running backs here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do a little bit of honorable mention list reading as well here because we have uh, all kind of running in the same way the wide receivers are. So I'll start off with David Montgomery hitting 23 points and then just going up a little bit incrementally from there. So we have David Montgomery, Nick Chubb from Cleveland, Mike Davis from the Panthers. We have Kareem Hunt from the Browns, uh, Mike Sanders, uh, uh, Miles Sanders 
from the Eagles. Jeez Louise. Oh, Mike. You never <laughs> guessed they were your team. <laughs> he hasn't been on my radar for weeks. <laughs> Mike. Uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, hitting up there again on Indy. I think this was his uh, another top five for him recently in the recent weeks. And uh, Derek Henry, man. Derek Henry is the one who had the breakout week, though, this week. Given uh, Dalvin Cook numbers up here with 40 points for a running back, 215 yards, two rushing touchdowns, uh, and uh, just a couple of receiving yards. But man, 215 yards, that would do it alone, let alone attacking on those two TDs. And he was a one man wrecking crew. So, Alex, everything you've said about Derrick Henry has been true. This is probably one of the most uh, solid, foreshadowing, fortune telling, soothsaying that you've done so far. And yeah, I, I was, I'm eating crow on this one because man this guy has just been killing it this season yeah like could you imagine if you got like derrick henry and then it like wrapped around and you got like tyreek hill and then it wrapped back around you're like i'll take aaron Rodgers while i'm there and just i mean you could you could uh, and then ah it just it would have been amazing like if you could have figured that out yeah only if only if you had that 2020 hindsight it's still crazy that cleveland has thrown two running backs up there they're both hitting like 20 plus points together uh mike davis just still killing it down there in cmca's absence i don't even know if he didn't play i guess much uh christian mccaffrey because i thought he was coming back but again i haven't been following as, as closely so we could take a look into that but uh mike davis regardless just just killing it. I, I, it's just crazy. But uh, so it was something to talk about going into next season. Uh, all right. Yes. So let's talk about uh, dealer's choice here. I want to talk about we talked about goals earlier. Ooh. I am in four leagues and two of them are non-paying leagues. And I don't I didn't really have a goal uh, all season. And so I didn't really have anything to strive for. So I didn't really care when I didn't make the playoffs or the fact that I lost this week in one of so them. So you're done in those two no-pay leagues. Uh, yeah, I'm done in three of my leagues. This week I lost. I scored like second highest in points, but I was against the person with the first highest. I find no-pay leagues incredibly difficult to keep attention throughout the entire season. So I applaud you for making the playoffs on one of them <laughs> at all. It was that 18-person league, too. I really had to strive to try to like – keep in it. Oh, wow. Well, good for you. I mean, hey, you know what? That That's just a lot of practice for our leagues because, man, that means you really have to dig down into some research and really know some depth charts there in order to uh, excel at all in those type of leagues. So, uh, Alex, then what, what is your goal? So you have two seasons. Uh, you have two leagues left then. What are your goals for these weeks? That's it. It's down to me versus Albie. And if I that's that's the only thing I have to watch for this week. So I'd like to focus on that. I'd like to do some start sit debates try to figure out uh, who should I put in? All right. Well, let's, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. Because you know what? We're friends here. You know, like I said, you're, you're a good friend of mine. You make me laugh. So even though I'm not in the playoffs, I'm a good friend. I'll yes. support you. And we'll take a look at your roster. So that's my strategy is that I want to, if you are in the playoffs, find someone who's not, or someone who you trust, who's not in that league and have them sit down with you and you guys go over it, start the people who you drafted and uh, talk about it. It always helps to kind of, talk out what two different point of views are. It's an unbiased person that you're not against or who isn't in that same sort of division. So that's kind of what we're going to do now. That's right. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. So we're going to talk about it. We'll have some little bit of fun here. All right, Alex. So uh, what are we looking at? All right. So we'll start with the defense. Uh, we've got Seattle or Indianapolis. And I only had Seattle because of the Jets for week 14 and the Giants and Washington uh, they play Washington this week. 
And so Washington's been doing pretty good defensively. So I'm not sure not sure that I want to start Seattle over Indianapolis. Seattle's playing Washington in week 15. Indianapolis is playing Houston. I still uh, Houston seems to all of a sudden got some sort of swagger back in their offense a little bit. So I almost feel like Washington, Washington defensively, I think is really what's carrying them and their offense is complimenting them a little bit, but I mean, they are playing at Washington. So I don't, I personally, if I was doing this, I would stick with Seattle. Okay. I right now, my gut says Indianapolis, they played them already. And if you look like three weeks ago, they got like 12 points against them. I feel like they'd have game film. So here's my hot tip. So in general, and this can apply to anybody, even though we're going through this roster, go with your gut. If you really do got some sort of gut feeling, I say roll with that. Like I'm looking at this in this sort of pseudo objective way. But if you are on your team and you just got a really gut feeling, I always say trust that gut, especially in a position like defense, which isn't as isn't as difficult to make up where it's not as much of like a skill position where sometimes you're really taking a chance in defense. To me, it's, it's less, uh, you're, you're taking less of a hit if it doesn't work out. Okay. So let's move on to wide receivers. Debo Samuel was on my team. Ooh. So he's out for the season. Now I've got DJ Chark to fill into that spot. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, or Cordell Patterson. Now, obviously Cordell Patterson is not the first one on my list. Um, it's between Chark, Godwin, and Brown. Okay, so just what is the deal? Why is Godwin not even in your starting lineup anymore? Is he just kind of faded off? Like his numbers are still pretty solid outside of last week's game. They were in a bye week 13, and I didn't have to set a starting lineup week 14. All right, there you go. Uh, I, I'm I, Godwin. I, I, I just, I, okay. yeah. So then we'll keep moving down. I don't have any argument there. Like you said, He's he was been my number two wide receiver all year. I have no reason not so to. So you pretty much only swapped Samuel out because of this bye week, and then you had a bye this past week where you didn't actually readjust your roster. I had to play Samuel in week thirteen, and that was the only reason he was in that spot. Right, exactly. So I I say start your starters, trust in Godwin, and and roll with that. That that's not a guy to me you mess with and and, and play with. Great. So then Miles Sanders is in my number one spot. That's not a question. My yep. number two spot is Jamal Williams, Todd Gurley, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> or again, Cordell Patterson. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamal Williams numbers aren't super impressive. He's had only three above uh, double digit games. Uh, let's look at the Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is, ooh. Gosh, ooh, that is a hard one, though. So he was really solid in the first part of the season. And then the past four weeks, he has just been almost non-existent. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's him. I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if there's other factors. But they did lose yeah, their, right. you know, their, they fired their coach. So they got a new coach in there. It feels like maybe he's oh, not yeah. as relying as much on Todd Gurley. So that's, that's frustrating. Well, this is a difficult one. This one's hard. Yeah, so that's why we're talking about it. Oh, look at you, Cordell Patterson. Wow, man, that's that's a nice little uh, diamond in the rough. But I mean, he's so streaky, so streaky. Yeah, I mean, he he's gotten what like two touchdowns in three weeks. Uh, he they have been giving him the ball as much as they can. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm looking at Adrian Peterson here, and he had two great weeks, and then he had an off week, and. 
You know, like he's a shot in the dark. He's totally a shot in the dark. <sighs> that's kind of been his MO where he has like a week or two, a really good game. And then he falls off for like a few weeks. So that's a tough one. They're playing at Tennessee. I think Tennessee lost. So they're going to be really scrounging. I, I think they're going to be fired up. That's a difficult. Tennessee is a hard defense. Do you remember who Cordell Patterson used to play for? Uh, the Vikings. Yeah, they did. And that's who they're playing. So maybe there's a revenge Ooh. touchdown in there. You got that little little extra juice going. Maybe, right? Gosh. Honestly, at this point, I almost stick with Jamal Williams. I I mean, although, God, man, this is a hard one. I am not envious of you trying to make this decision. (laughs) It's a lot of kicking in the face on Sunday morning. Saturday. There's a game on Saturday. I'm glad I saw that. Oh, no, that's right. We're rolling into that part of the season, too. All right. Look Look at that, everybody. Welcome to the Green Bay Packers playing on Saturday against the Carolina Panthers for those of y'all that... See, this is why you're all still listening to us go through Alex's roster here because you're still getting these golden nuggets. This is a Saturday. We're in the Saturday era of the season, so please make sure you're setting your rosters correctly and you make sure you have your game set properly because, oh, that that's the worst. All right, so you have to make this decision early if you want to start Jamal Williams, and you're gonna know that's that's gonna set the tone for the rest of your uh, weekend as well. I think I said Jamal Williams in there. I think personally, I've kind of when I got him off the waiver wire, I've kind of set him and forgot him. He's he's done pretty well for an RB two. Yeah, it feels like maybe he's due for another high-end game here because he's had two kind of off games, so maybe they'll try to... That's what Green Bay does. They kind of switch it around all the time, so you never really know, but maybe his time's coming back around this week. So I, I agree. I, I'm almost leaning towards that just because, Gurley, the, the drop-off is significant. We've got to do this one more time, though. We've got to do this one more time. So the last spot is between DJ Chark Jr., Todd Gurley, Antonio Brown, Adrian Peterson, or again... Cordell Patterson. I think I stick with Chark. I'd either put Chark or Chark or Peterson in here. I I am not a believer in Brown. Uh, You know, he may pop off for like, to me, it's so streaky. The chance the chance, the percentages there aren't there for me to trust him in that spot where I feel like Chark or Peterson have a higher upside than than Brown. Did Minshew play this weekend? No, but he is playing next weekend. Correct. Oh, that's so difficult. Because I, I expect him to for Shark to be his number one target. I do too, and that's part of why. Just because we saw that news, that's why I feel like I'd feel more comfortable with Shark because they had a pretty good connection last year. And Shark is due for a bounce-back game. They're playing at Baltimore. Here's the other thing too. So they're playing at Baltimore. Um, Baltimore could be a slight letdown because of the big game they had tonight. Like that was a big emotional divisional game. They, they had to gut it out at the end. There could be a slight letdown, at least in the defense, not saying they, they won't win, but you know, there's, there's always that open possibility. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think we've figured that out then that's, that pretty much settles my start sit debate. Um, do you look uh, at your opponent's roster now too, or do you just focus on yours and that's it? I always look at my opponent's roster. I usually want to try to find some sort of loophole in their like defense. You know, like if they have a quarterback, I want their wide receiver, or their tight end a lot of the time. So you do like to do that to mess with them to know that they might be losing points each time they score some points. Yeah, 100%. Like they're cheering for the fact that it's anybody but this guy, and you know it's that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. All right, well... uh 
Albie has a solid team. I don't think he has a barn burner of a team, but it's a solid team. But I mean, you know, last week he had Mike Williams give him zero points, but he had Derrick Henry give him 40. So if they can shut down Derrick Henry, if they can keep him to like under 20 points, I've got a shot. Yeah. So uh, what about the waiver wire? I've got I've got the waiver wire pulled up here. Hunter Renfro's on there. KJ Hamler. That wide receiver that nobody had heard of was number two on the projected list for next week. You've got uh, Jalen Rager. He's on this list. What about Willie Sneed, the uh, fourth? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you right now, stay away from Jalen Rager. Don't don't touch any of the Eagles wide receivers. It, it's too much of a crapshoot. Only if like Dallas Goddard was there or if you're struggling. But you're fine on tight end, so you don't even have to worry about it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm feeling higher on Miles Sanders now with the with the game plan that they have. Uh, other player lists. Um, I don't know, man. I like you need to pick up anybody specifically. Or you don't. Have, I mean, running backs. You're. You know. You know what I need. You know what I need. You know what I haven't. We haven't talked about at all this season that I need a kicker. I need a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look and see who's available. Let's look at the kickers. All season. We knew it would come down to this, Alex. We knew it would come down to this. We've been bashing the kickers all season. They don't matter. Who cares? And now it's playoff time, and all of a sudden they matter. So, uh, you got to have a good kicker. They're playing the Jets. What about the team that's playing the Jets, right? Don't you think? The Rams kicker? <laughs> Jason Myers, Seattle. It's a Seattle. So every time the, if uh, Russell Wilson scores a touchdown, that means that you would get an extra point. You would lose a point he off of it. loses a point. They, yeah. They're, they're, so I think I think there's the idea. That's an in. That's an in. And they're playing Washington. So anytime there's a field, you know. Yep. So that's a twofer right there. Whew, that he may. I may have to pick up. I may have to pick up Jason Myers this week. Ryan Scoop's up there too, though. Tampa Bay's uh, kicker. He's got 119 points so far. Yep. All right. Well, that's good to know. I've seen him all season. He's done really well. He had a lot of uh, double-digit games, but he's been kind of in a little lull. I mean, yeah. he hasn't broken double digits in at least four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And uh, Jason Myers. Oh, Jason Myers has played. He's only had a four-point you know, game. He, he's coming on hotter, though. He's, it's like, he's that's hot 12 points. the last few weeks, too. He's had a lot of double digits. But, but look at that. 12, 8, 12, 12, 9, 12, 4, 11. It's only in the four, but that's, yeah. That's pretty – I'm going to go ahead and do this now. Uh, I like that. See. Oh, we're, put, we're placing a waiver wire live on air. All right, Alex. Yeah, we're going to do it. Um Clickety clackety. This only happens when there is only one team and the one podcast host in the playoffs. That's the only time this will happen. Oh, for sure. That wouldn't happen if we, because otherwise you would have been, it would have been me versus you this week. And this would have been a different show. (laughs) Very different show. I know. So, so talking about that while you're doing this, I did add up my points for my roster and I, it's done. I put in like who I would have actually played, uh, most likely. And I came up with, I would add out 128.18 points and that would have beaten, uh, the two losers and Albie, I believe if I played Albie. Uh, so the only ones I would not have beaten was you, the two people in the buy, you Frankie and Bill, cause Bill had the most points overall. So there's a chance I could have won. It would have depended on my matchup. It would, I would have probably played Tyler and I would have won. You would have played Tyler because you'd have been the sixth spot. 
so definitely. Spot. Yeah. And what did I tell you, Tyler? It was a weird thing. Tyler was just been sinking the past like five weeks. He was high and flying high. So it goes to show you folks that no matter what, don't give up on your season because even somebody who looks like they're unbeatable, all of a sudden the tables can turn and they can really slide fast. And that's why I get even, even into that sixth spot and fight until the very end. Uh, you can do some damage and I've done it the past two seasons in both my dynasty league and this league and yep. you're never out until it's over. That's it. So if there's nothing else left to say, I say we go ahead and plug this up and uh, hope for the best, I guess. Watch together. Yeah, Alex, uh, I wish you luck, my podcast host. I hope we have some fun, uh, entertaining game recap to talk about next week. And I'm rooting for you. We'll set an outline right now so that I can't skip out. Yes, yes. I'll I'll come up with a cool, fun, fun uh, alternate uh, outline uh, topics in case, just in case. But we don't need it, Alex. I have faith. I have faith in you. I do, too. I do, too. I'm just playing around. You can find me at TikTok on Alex Laughs, and you can find us at Instagram at Fantasy Football Wins. Where can they find you? They can find me at Jay Stravs on Twitter. And I even tweeted out about fantasy football this week. And I just said, oh, it's so relaxing not to have to do a set of roster this week. So <laughs> that's my uh, country. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, uh, good luck to all of you still in the playoffs. And uh, anybody who's not, just enjoy the games themselves and uh, start sharpening your, uh, your pencils for next year's draft. So, Alex, uh, good luck. And I'll talk to you next week. Liked by four people. <laughs>